It's official. Every day is game day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $3. We know every day is for sports as mandated by Buffalo Wild Wings. Watch all the games with people that are here for the right reason with dozens of beers on tap and 21 different flavors of signature sauces and seasonings and a bounty of wings, shareables, burgers, and more. It's built for fans. It's home for sports. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Love Talk Radio. Lucid Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight, with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucid Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized you have within you the ability to to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is the emotional body. And um, uh, we have a gift for you today and uh, we'll talk more about that uh, later. And we'd like to give some credit to the founder of the Lucis Trust uh, organization, Alice Bailey, and actually uh, the main inspiration for all the dialogue on this show uh, comes from the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature. And um, uh, a thought also that comes from the works of Alice Bailey is this one. A close study of one's emotional reactions brings one to the consideration that basic characteristics, which cannot be overemphasized in view of the world's present condition, and that is harmlessness. The value of harmlessness, which we always touch upon in this show, and uh, we want to do so today as well. In our last program, we talked about harmlessness and three rules for emotional control. Today, we're going to talk about the, the emotional body. What exactly is the emotional body? Well, the human being is made up of a number of different bodies. Um, there's the physical body, which is obvious to everyone. Uh, substanding that, so to speak, is the uh, energy counterpart of the physical body, which is the etheric body. Uh, and we've talked about the etheric body in past programs. Then there's the emotional body through which we sense and feel, and there's the mental body or the mind uh, with which we think. Every body is said to be uh, an aggregate of forces or a collection of forces. Each of these bodies, the physical, uh, emotional, and mental, are a conglomeration of various energies and forces that are pouring through it. And the quality and purity of these uh, forces depends upon the evolutionary state of the individual. We're not all at the same point on the spiritual path. The, the emotional body works through into conscious experience uh, of its quality in the form of desires, 
and impulses and longings and urges and determinations and wishes and hopes and dreams and projections, all of which cause most of us to experience life in terms of pain or pleasure and which drive us always to seek out that which is pleasurable and to avoid as much as we can that which is painful. So the emotional body really is the motor uh, behind uh, the way we live our lives because we are so uh, intent on gaining pleasure and avoiding pain. And the whole study of the emotional body and its makeup lies behind uh, much of modern psychology's focus and work. And uh, they have reached, I think, a, a real level of expertise in understanding the emotional body, not necessarily the rest of the human being. We're more than our emotional body, but um, that's where modern psychology can really contribute. Yes, I think you might say that most of humanity is focused in this emotional nature that we carry around with us. Um, it's driving many of the world events uh, because uh, so much of what's happening in the world is driven by desire of some kind, desire for power or desire for prestige or desire for more material goods, uh, uh, more material possessions, uh, more oil, more jewels, more this and that. So um, it is all basically driven by desire, and uh, it's a very, very strong force that uh, it takes uh, tremendous strength and to overcome and bring these forces under control. I think one reason that it's such a powerful force um, is that somewhere in the writings of Alice Bailey, she says that it's the most highly developed of the various bodies in, in terms of its, um, what, its integration and its evolution. The emotional, or as it's called in the ageless wisdom, the astral realm, is uh, highly developed in most people. It wasn't always so. Apparently, very early Homo sapiens and maybe um, Neanderthal men and Cro-Magnon men weren't so emotionally developed. They were more centered in their physical etheric vehicles, just running away from wild animals who wanted to eat them mm -hmm. and worrying about where they were going to get their next meal. And life was more on the physical level of survival. So the emotional development of humanity has been a step forward. Um, it's probably one of the major forces behind the development of the arts, when you think about it, music, drama, literature, poetry, dance. Um, it makes me think of the ancient Greek dramas, which were done with masks. And the masks for tragedy had the face with the uh, mouth turned downward, and uh, for comedy, the mouth in laughter. Um, my point being what? That uh, the emotional body has helped to develop the arts and developed our sense of relationship to people. It has its uses. Oh, very definitely. And uh, it, it's a reactive, it's a feeling nature. It's the basis of our feeling nature. It's a very reactive nature. Hmm. So it, it tends to uh, make us react rather than act in mm -hmm. a thinking way 
and uh, so that we we tend to react to situations, to other people, to what they say, to what they do, uh, before we perhaps think. Uh, and uh, this is why the the other aspect of the, of the mind, the human mind, is so important to bring these uh, reactions under control because it takes the mind, the, it takes the power of the mind to do that. The mind, I guess you could say, is the brake uh, on the uh, engine of the emotional body. I like that word reaction. I think it was Uspensky, that uh, disciple of Gurdjieff, who said all reaction is emotional. And I think he was saying that whenever we let something or someone else set the tone of our state of being and consciousness, we are reacting to whatever is going on with them. If somebody is angry and you respond by getting angry too, you are reacting and that's emotional. You're not in control of the situation. You're letting them set the tone. If somebody is fearful and you become also anxious and fearful, you're reacting to a state that wasn't necessarily something you dreamed up or created, but the other person brought it into your atmosphere and you've let it take over. And we live our lives reacting to others constantly and we don't even know it we might set out to have a good day but the first person we meet in the subway is in a bad mood and we just get right there on that level with them and uh, we also are reacting to events in the world i mean we're mm -hmm. reacting strongly to uh, the uh, war in the middle east and uh, the war in uh, in iraq and elsewhere in the world and in africa there is a tremendously strong emotional force that is exerted by these wars and these conflicts and uh, we pick up on these these uh, emotional reactions that are literally circulating around the world and uh, our emotional bodies are, are one with all other emotional bodies because we're part of the emotional body of the earth mm -hmm. there is this emotional field you might say in which all of these re reactions are taking place and we're very um, sensitive. Most people are very sensitive to these emotional currents. It's a mistake that most of us make that we think um, our reality and our world stops at the edge of our skin. But like you say, um, we live within a much greater whole and we live as a part of humanity. Our emotional force, and among some more highly developed people, their spiritual quality pervades the atmosphere for everybody. And, and that's I, why we suffer yeah. as a as a group, and, and we suffer, frankly, as one humanity over situations like right. the... Yeah, and I think it, it extends beyond even the... Um, even beyond that, because I think as it says in the writings of Alice Bailey, uh, we're affected by the uh, emanations that come from other planetary bodies, even within our own solar system, like the moon, where uh, at times of the full moon, uh, there is a heightened activity or, um, of crime. Uh, statistics and studies have been made of this, that there is a, 
know, more of a emotional reaction during those times, and so I think it affects certain people who are subject to and sensitive to those emanations that come from other outside sources. It's at the the highest level of the astral or emotional life, and the only aspect of it that remains when one has really triumphed over the um, domination of the emotions is the creative imagination, which I think is interesting because we need that that quality of the emotional realm to be able to well, I see it as a mountain climber who puts those little hooks on the face of the mountain and hauls himself upward by uh, the strength of those little grips or picks that uh, he's placed uh, above him. I see that as the uh, um, image of the creative imagination. It's the way by which we grope our way onto higher levels of consciousness because it said that there is nothing that exists in the universe that can't be imagined. And if you can imagine something, it exists somewhere. So as we learn to imagine states of spiritual being uh, much higher than our present reality, we are moving consciously into those states little by little. That's why the um, creative imagination is so important. And that's one of the great contributions of artists, the the kinds of artists that really call to that higher aspect of consciousness. There, There's plenty of art that appeals to the lower, baser instincts. But and I think that's one reason why uh, the creative imagination is so important to develop in children, because mm-hmm. they they develop uh, through the use of uh, fantasies and uh, storytelling and imagination that <clears throat> they are developing this um, emotional, astral nature, but in a creative way. So it's, it's very productive in that way in, in education of children. And there's a lot of emphasis, I think, uh, in the school systems, isn't there, on, on developing the sense of fantasy and uh, myth-making and... Uh, uh, the ability to visualize, um, it especially is focused in children, but we can all develop that side of our nature more, I think. To literally create a better world, we have to begin by visualizing what it would be, what it would include and not include, what it would entail. And as we build this image, this thought form that is infused with desire, right desire, the desire for an end to suffering, for right human relationships, for peace. We empower and um, vitalize um, an image that uh, other people can then catch and begin to share and contribute to. As we said, the emotions are very contagious, and uh, some of the more aspirational um, elements of emotions are also contagious. Goodwill is contagious, as we know. So is ill will. So when we start to think about what we would like to inject into human consciousness on the emotional level, it would be aspiration and um, the sense of beauty. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And those are part of the creative, come in through the creative arts. The, the sense of beauty and so forth. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, and our topic for today 
is the emotional body. I mentioned earlier that we have a gift for you today, and our gift is a uh, paper. And the title of the paper is The Emotional Body. Uh, all you have to do to get that for free is give us a call on our toll-free number. We'll be happy to send the gift out to you. It's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. Once again, ask for The Emotional Body. It's a paper, and uh, our hope is that it will stimulate you to explore the Alice Bailey literature in greater depth. Uh, and, of course, we also want you to learn a little bit more about uh, today's topic. But give us a call, one 695 and ask for the gift. Uh, the easy way to remember it is one eight six six ny lucis Think of one uh, new york lucis Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Our website, www.lucistrust.com. Org. And uh, I also want to mention that we need your help uh, because these shows cost a lot of money. We've uh, gotten a lot of very nice uh, compliments on people appreciating the show and uh, people saying we're talking about the right values that that you would like to see uh, become part of uh, the world in a more profound way than they are right now. And perhaps talking about them and understanding them is the, the way to go as far as uh, impacting public consciousness with uh, with these values. So if you'd like to see these uh, shows stay on the air, uh, give us some help. Uh, we need your support. We don't, we, whether it's a small amount or a large amount, it all adds up to helping us uh, keep these shows on WOR. So uh, if you would like to donate, uh, please do so. We welcome your donations. Uh, they can be sent to Lucis Trust. That's L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street. New York, New York, 10005. Once again, that's Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, and let's see, where were we? We were talking about the emotional body, and um, well, maybe, maybe you can continue with that, Sarah. Yeah, one, one point um, that I find interesting in the writings of Alice Bailey is the, the types of emotion, she she breaks them down into three fundamental categories. One is fear, and I suppose all of us are more than well acquainted with the emotion of fear. It's a basic human drive, isn't it? And another is selfish desire, that voice in us that says, me, 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 I want, I want, I want, I need, 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 me. Mm-hmm. The center of the universe is me, Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. is a good example of selfish desire. I love her. I think most of us do because we see ourselves in her. And she, is, she is adorable, too. She is adorable. <laughs> and in the, in small children, that me, me, me quality is kind of charming. In adults who should know better, less charming. And the third um, type of emotion is sexual desire or attraction. And certainly we can see that... Um, Force driving so much of uh, modern Western values and entertainment. So how do you overcome all this emotional stuff? One familiar way is through inhibition, but even when it's effective, it's not necessarily the wisest course to take. No, it can be uh, uh, rather damaging if it's uh, suppressed, you know, suppressing emotions or through inhibitions and. Is that why we're so 
urge to let it all hang out and don't suppress it, let it rip? Well, that that's one theory, but uh, I'm all for the school of substitution. Are you going to say suppression? Well, I went through that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It makes you sick. Oh. So, uh, substitution is oh. something higher and more refined, I think, is a better course of action. And this is the um, the, the uh, practice that is encouraged by the writing in the writings of the Ageless Wisdom. It's substitute a higher, more refined quality, uh, basically a quality uh, of the soul, that um, to to replace those coarser values of, of the uh, lower expression of the emotional nature. So I. I, I'm of that school. It's not an easy thing to do, but it takes a lot of um, awareness, awareness and mm -hmm. mindfulness. Mm -hmm. That um, <clears throat> one has, first of all, one has a problem, and uh, how to change it, and to change it from something old into something better. I think so many people that uh, live in an emotional fog and don't know it are well-intentioned, but they don't really recognize the state they're dwelling in. It seems so habitual and so familiar, because if you believe in reincarnation or rebirth, this present state of consciousness is one we've been creating for ourselves for lifetimes. So no wonder it seems so habitual and so familiar. And um, we've brought it over with us from past experience, we bring over fear, we bring over longings, inchoate, unfulfilled longings and desires that um, drive us to do whatever we do, but we're not helpless in the face of all this, and that's why awareness is so important. I think one of the um, key things about this emotional nature and the, the astral plane, as they call it, it's, it's this great field of energy which we all kind of uh, swimming through. But what the reaction of this plane does, it tends to reverse mm -hmm. ideas and thoughts that come through from higher sources. So we don't get the purity of the idea. We tend to get a distorted reversal of impressions. And that's why um, so many people who are, like, who are clairvoyant or clairaudient and hearing voices and hear uh, getting impressions and messages from <clears throat> uh, these so-called masters uh, are not really getting uh, impressions from the source. They're getting a, re a distorted reflection. And um, this is another thing that psychology uh, should eventually, and perhaps they're beginning to recognize, that where these kind of... Uh, this phenomenon, this astral phenomenon is coming from and uh, why why it's coming from and it's a distortion of reality really. Another interesting thing about that effect of um, reversal and distortion is that I think so many people look at the cause of whatever they feel as lying outside of themselves. Uh, my parents 
did such and such to me, that's why I'm unhappy now, or my boss is mean to me, that's why I'm not doing well in life, or my spouse is a disappointment. The the fault seems to lie away from oneself. It's it's projected onto others. And uh, one of the values of the Ageless Wisdom teaching is that you realize you make your own reality, you make your own world, and all of us are responsible for whatever state we are dwelling in. There's no escaping it. And when you face that fundamental recognition about life, I think that's when you can begin to make changes. Uh, you, it's, it's humbling, but it's also liberating because you realize whatever you feel or experience or think has been a decision of yours. And uh, you can begin to take charge and, as you say, substitute. Detachment is another great um, uh, tool for redeeming the emotions. Just learning to say, whatever I am feeling now, I am not my emotions. I am not my fear. I'm not my greed. I'm not my anger. I am the soul. And there's a part of me that has let in that wrong force into my consciousness, but it doesn't speak for the whole of me. I'm much more than that. Yeah, I think that's a good point to to remember that uh, these emotions that are that we have or that we express are not really part of us. There, there, there is this soul, the self, that is um, an identity quite apart from it, and these reactions are simply. Uh, just that. They are reactions that are taking place, but they are not <clears throat> um, actually from the soul itself. They're the reactions of the outer personality. I don't know if I'm making that clear or not, but um, as you said, these these uh, reactions, these emotional reactions are not me. They are simply reactions, and one can detach and stand apart from them. And another great tool, in addition to detachment, uh, in terms of redeeming the emotional, emotional nature, is harmlessness, which we talked about last week. Learning to be harmless in your thought and your uh, words and your actions is a tremendous uh, agent for redeeming and purifying what you feel inwardly. Um, so the two really go together, harmlessness, detachment. Uh, purifying the emotions. Finally, the goal is to achieve a state of perfect poise in the emotional body so that nothing can rile or ruffle or upset the serenity which is the true state of the soul. It doesn't mean you won't experience or sense suffering because to be alive, I think, is occasionally to suffer. But it doesn't hit you at your fundamental base core if you have achieved that poise. And that poise comes, I think, through purification, through an emphasis on, on purification, like purifying and clarifying this uh, foggy mess that you're surrounded by. And uh, uh, it's, it's like <clears throat> clarifying the, the waters and purifying the waters and uh, making your astral nature more translucent and uh, less full of all of this stuff that we carry around with us so that it reflects light 
and not uh, distorted uh, energies. If you can do that, you're not only liberating yourself, but you're con contributing to the betterment of consciousness for everyone because we're all swimming in and imbibing this sea of um, emotional substance that makes up our planet. And each person who can purify and, um, oh, uplift and redeem the quality of his emotional uh, contribution to the world's astral body is really an agent of um, service to humanity. And we don't have to accept where we are. We can move on, and that's definitely what we're supposed to be doing. Remember, we do have a gift for you. All you have to do is give us a call on our toll-free number to order the gift. The title of the gift is, uh, well, it's a paper, and the title of it is The Emotional Body. Uh, just give us a call, and we'll send it out to you. Uh, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it, one 866 N-Y Lucis. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Just think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Uh, Our website, www.lucistrust.org. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. 
Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.